This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What's up, San Diego? Welcome in to another edition of Gwen and Chris. Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Sello, Matt Scraby. Coming off of what we call Super Wild Card Weekend. Um, and, you know, it was, I think, a lot of what we expected, a lot of some of what we didn't expect, uh, and the Cowboys just doing what the Cowboys do this time of year. The Daily Gambit will uh, hit us in the 3 o'clock hour, as well as Miles Bird of the San Diego State Aztec. Uh, he will join us here in that 3 o'clock hour. We'll have a Chris versus fan. We'll have a fantabulous game show. After the three-day weekend, uh, Chris, how, how was your weekend, my man? Everything uh, but Saturday night was fine. Uh, yes. You yes. know, Saturday night was depressing, and I knew it was going to be. You know, I you mean, did. it was it's just one of those things. I mean, you, you're a fan of the team. you got to tune in to watch the game. But if I could have done something else, I probably would have. Yeah. It, it was, you know, it was just an awful, awful night for football if you're the Miami Dolphins. And... You know, nobody brought it from the Miami Dolphins. You know, they got a lot of excuses. The weather was a great excuse. The yep. injuries were a great excuse. Uh, I'm sure they didn't outwardly use any of those as excuses, but they played like they had excuses. And Kansas City was the better team on Saturday night by a mile. Um, I, I, it was interesting because uh, Bill Barnwell wrote an article about the, the Dolphins after the game was over. He called them flat-track bullies. And evidently that is a term from international soccer. I'd never heard it before. Flat track bullies. What it means is that when everything is going your way, you can bully people. But when there's adversity and things are stacked against you, you crumble. Mm. And I think that's a perfect description of this year's Miami Dolphins. When things were going good, they could put 70 up. But when things weren't going good... Nothing. I mean, this team finished with 35 points a game against losing teams and 15 points a game against winning teams. That's that's a big margin, obviously. Yeah. And that's the reason why they're going home so early. But the good thing for the Dolphins and, and people like me is that the Cowboys and the Eagles outdid them in terms of phoning in their seasons. I mean, the Cowboys was... I don't know what their excuse is. They're, they don't have one. I can't believe Mike McCarthy still is the coach. I guess Jerry Jones wants to make it look like he's thinking about that. But to not show up at home when you've got a path, two home games to the NFC Championship, and to just lay down. And did they, how badly did they get out coached, Tony? Yeah. I've never seen so many wide-open receivers in my life. Part of that has to be coaching. 
Listen, I, I, I've never uh, coached X's, old, X's right, and right. O's in football, either, but... Uh, but it would certainly seem like someone was out coached. I, I don't know if that fell on the offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator. <laughs> Whoever, I don't right? know. Somebody was out coached in, in that game. And for for Dallas, and part of me, a lot of me, is not surprised by this by any stretch of the imagination. I, I know that they have... Uh, played some of the best football we've seen a Dallas Cowboy football team play in quite some time over the past, I don't know, whatever that stretch that was when they got hot there. Yeah. Uh, but what we saw from Dallas in that playoff game is very reminiscent of what we see from Dallas how in the last however many playoff yeah. games. And I don't know if it is um, at this point, Something that's deep. Well, I think we do know. We talk about it all the time. It, it starts at the top. And no matter how pretty it may look come this time of year, there is some type of – there's something that's happening with the Dallas Cowboys that doesn't allow them to when the chips are down in the same way – in a different but same way that the Dolphins had this year, they don't answer the call. No, neither team. Neither team answers the call. And it's interesting that the only victory Miami had this year over a winning team was Dallas. Dallas that's right. But, you know, they couldn't beat anybody else. And, and, and Dallas, I, they don't have any – Miami's got some fair excuses. I mean, that that weather was, you know, the third coldest game in NFL history. Yeah. You don't expect a warm-weather team to go and perform that well. And they were healthy. In those circumstances. And to have six starters out. Yeah. I mean, it's like if Miami – doesn't draft a single player and doesn't make a single trade, they start next season with six pretty good starting players that weren't there at the end of this season because yep. they're they'll be healthy. So yeah, they had excuses. Dallas has no excuses to play like that. And you talk about how this is an every year thing for them. At least the last couple of years they can say they fell to the 49ers, who are a legit team. This time they fell to a rookie quarterback in his first ever playoff game, and they made the guy look like Aaron, Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre put together. And I, I couldn't help but some of the throws reminded me exactly of Aaron Rodgers. He played a great game. I don't want to take anything away from Jordan Love. He played great, but Dallas just did not bring it. I mean, where was the pass rush? It wasn't anywhere near so, the guy. Listen, uh, for all of the... Great adulation that was given to that Cowboys defense. They were a no-show. In the same way that you had the Miami Dolphins lead the league in offensive points per game, you had the Dallas Cowboys lead in the fewest points, and they got drubbed. 48 they gave up. They gave up 48. 48. you know, wow. it, we would be remiss if we didn't um, have some words for Mr. Prescott because he was, as he said, terrible. I mean, all of a sudden, C.D. Lamb, he couldn't throw him the ball. That's all I, he threw two of the past seven I don't, weeks I don't of the know season. That, it didn't look like C.D. Lamb was that well covered. It looked like Dak Prescott just couldn't get the ball to him. Yeah. It was it, it was a nightmare for Dallas. I, I, I am shocked that Jerry Jones hasn't made a move yet. That's how bad they got beat. But they got beat so bad that I think he's still stunned by it. I, I think, I mean, this is this is an owner that they don't go interview the, the head coach after the game. 
They go interview him. Yes. How many other owners spoke after their games this weekend? They they don't they don't do this. So the fact that he didn't speak. Yeah. Well, he did know, speak, but he didn't say he didn't anything. Have much, he didn't have much to say. When yeah. He was other out than there. he said, "This is like the most embarrassed I've been." It, it was awful. And I'll tell you the other thing: Philadelphia last night. Yeah. I I don't think they didn't show up. I don't want to blame Nick Sirianni for not having his team ready. I just think that team lost its way and just never found it. They were they, ten and one. I know they had a couple of injuries. AJ Brown's a big deal, and some of the guys on the defensive line. But all of a sudden, they didn't look like they even belonged on the same field as Tampa they, Bay. They looked the same way they looked the past yeah. seven weeks. Remember, they lost to the Cardinals and the Giants to finish the season. The only so we maybe shouldn't be that shocked. That they lost to the Buccaneers. Yeah, both of us, both of us picked them in our in our pick them because we just figured there's no way that they're going to keep playing like this. But they didn't look any different than they looked the past five weeks. And I think, you know, as it pertains to to the Eagles, um, what we saw in the previous six weeks was was them hanging on to like small leads, losing it with AJ Brown. And what we saw yesterday is them not be able to keep up at all offensively. Without AJ Brown on that field, um, and, and listen, I, whether whether Jalen Hurts was is 100 percent healthy he or can't not, be. is it, it really doesn't matter because you are asked to try to muster up whatever you could, and they go out to the Bucks. The Bucks, this is a team that barely finished above 500. It's not a good team, and uh, they beat. We're going to find out how bad the Bucks are. I think next week. Yeah, but. they they beat them like a drum, as if the Bucks were the team that. Should be beating them like but, a drum. But, I mean, again, and we don't do X's and O's, neither you or I do, but we've watched enough football. Are you putting together a Philadelphia Eagles game plan that calls for Jalen Hurts to carry the ball one time? No. And, Me neither. And, and unless, unless he's got two unless, broken legs. Unless, unless he's not healthy. He he gained five yards rushing. Jalen Hurts is usually good for 50, 60, 70, especially without A.J. Brown. That, to me, was the separator for the team last year. When right. He, when he started running the ball, it opened up the pass game. It was almost a guarantee you were going to see at least three designed runs for him in a yes. game. Yes, and their offensive line didn't have any injuries. I know Kelsey yeah. said he's going to retire. I don't know. Maybe I'd be so embarrassed I'd retire after that performance as well. I, I don't know what happened to Philadelphia. I do. You're always careful. Oh, what oh, happened? We'll Here we go. We, we, we finally have solved it. Here it comes. Go ahead. Oh, I thought you were, were go going to keep going. Um, I saw a team that realized that they didn't have what it took to win a Super Bowl, and they packed it in? Yeah. Uh-huh. Their defense, and this is this is true, and it's true for every team that experiences success is that they lo- they lost a lot of top tier defensive players and their defense was so bad this year. I will give you that. There's very few teams that reach the pinnacle in in, in the NFL at least. Yeah. And are able to turn around with the exception of the Chiefs I can think of Patriots, I can think of. Yeah, they're just not very many. You lose guys, the, but I mean, remember the remember draft day. I think more importantly than you lose guys. You lose that. You naturally lose a little bit of edge. The hunger, because I think what what separates those teams that go back and back and just keep is that they are a rare 
individuals that can somehow find muster up the anger and the energy and the edge to do it again. It, it, I think that's to separate. But Philadelphia did it for eleven games. They were ten and one. They were blowing. They were winning every game, and then all of a sudden they got hit in the mouth by the Forty Niners, and they never stood up again. Hey, you know what? Maybe. I mean, not maybe. Eleven wasn't enough. You need, you have to do it for, and that's what makes it difficult, right? Yeah. It, it maybe the first year, right? It, the Eagles didn't start playing like the Eagles until the back half of that season, so they were able to carry that all the way through eleven games of this season, and then whether it's you that edge leaves you, the constant, whatever it is, they lost it because they didn't look anywhere near the same team that we saw through the second half of last season and the first 11 games of this season. Yeah. Uh, Cleveland could join the party if they weren't a bit of a surprise to be there in the first place. Yeah. Because their defense was supposed to be one of the best in the NFL. And they got shredded for 45. Now, uh, Flacco threw two pick sixes. That's ball game in any any playoff game. And by the way, I misspoke earlier. It was, it was the, it was the Browns that, that led the, the, uh, NFL in points given up. But, but, but the Browns on defense, the Dolphins on offense, both sides didn't show. Right. Uh, you know, Cleveland, the thing, the thing with Cleveland, though, they got shredded again. This rookie quarterback, CJ Stroud, this is first playoff game. I call our attention to the draft. Does Mel Kuyper Jr. still think that Bryce Young is better? I mean, really? I mean, you want to keep telling me that Bryce Young was a far superior player to this kid, C.J. Stroud? Stroud is looking like one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I, I don't know that he can go into Baltimore and beat them, but if he plays like that, he can. He's got a shot. I mean, this young man, is uh, he's different. He's different. He he came out he there. He was throwing some beautiful darts, passes. Dark. And this is, you know, without, Under pressure without either his, way. Without his best weapon who's done for the season. And he still was out there just carving up. He didn't show any of the 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 nervousness no or yeah, or the jitters. Yeah. He looked phenomenal. Yeah, Tua yeah. looked like he was playing in his first playoff game. Mason Rudolph looked a lot like his first playoff game. CJ Stroud and uh Jordan Love uh uh-uh. uh they 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 uh they got over it beautifully and before we 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 get to break hats off to uh Jared Goff i mean oh. he he was able to exercise his own demons in terms of uh a, a rams team that <laughs> sent him his way where it, it looked like he wasn't going to recover from getting traded i don't know if you remember those first that first season with detroit first couple of seasons with detroit he was awful but his fingers were slipping off the cliff, though, in the second half, Tony. I mean, first three drives of the game, Detroit touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. They got one field goal after that. You want So, I mean, their offense ground to a halt in the second half. But Goff was able to get that last pass to St. Brown and get that one first down to salt the game away. But I, to me, if that game would have lasted another three minutes, the Rams would have won it. Yeah, I mean, that might be true. But ultimately, the thing that has got Jared Goff in trouble is turnovers. He didn't have any. No, you're and that, right. That shows maturity in a game where the momentum was completely swung in the Rams' direction. And no, when he got true. the ball in his hands, he didn't cough it up. He made the passes he needed to. He got those couple of first downs. Game was over. That was something that I don't think the Rams, when they traded him, thought he could do without an, an unbelievable team on his side, like on his on his offense. And 
He proved that he was able to do it. I have to make some apologies to Lions fans because I was out way out on that cliff saying that is gonna the Lions were gonna be one and done and Jared yes, Goff was gonna be the reason that they lost. And I was hoping for a pick six down the end of that game. But he did do that little chest pass thing in the beginning of the game where it went backwards. And I didn't I'm like see that one. Man, do not ever do that again. So I'm sorry, Lions fans. You did get your win. Congratulations. The other thing is Lion I mean, fans? Do we know any? Oh yeah, there's no, <laughs> there's some on the on Oh, yeah, they were really oh, okay. mad at me. They showed saying, up. Oh, um, they were really mad at me for what I said well, about I'll tell them. you, Michigan's, Michigan football's uh, on a on an upswing right now. That is true. The Lions and the, the Wolverines. One last thing about the Rams game, because it, at least the Rams were the only – they were the only losing team that I think could hold their head high after this weekend. Everybody else was embarrassed yeah. one way or the other. Pittsburgh just wasn't good enough. But Matthew Stafford – he got double hit, sandwiched, head hit the yeah, turf. Dude. They showed his eyes roll back he in his head. He was pose. And then he goes into the tent and they let him play? Crazy. The NFL, I don't get you. Crazy. I don't get you. <laughs> the guy was in, they, they showed a slow-mo of his hands doing the thing where they come up to and they kind of did what Tua did that one time on the field. I can't believe he was I back in the game. I couldn't believe it either. I couldn't believe they put him I back in the game. I texted someone. I was like, if he gets hit again and something happens, the NFL's in big trouble. Yeah, I'm not to look at it a, again. I, oh, I saw the sandwich hit. I saw him go down. It I, was not. A, and I thought to myself, oh, he might be hurt. But I don't know if I saw the Oh, he went on Unconscious the there for like maybe you, a half a second huh. or two. Ah, uh, yeah, it was. It, it took a it took a hometown trainer to get him back in that <laughs> game. I'll tell you that. <laughs> One last thing, I want an apology from you two. Why? Because you told me I was crazy to think the Packers could win, and the Packers not only won but yeah, they dominated. I clearly was drinking the juice. Yes, I don't know why. But you know what's great? Yeah, but I'd apologize to you except for the fact the reason you're scared about the Packers is because you knew that if they won, you guys would be next. And now Uh you're doubly scared of the Packers. That's all. I told you this so, in the beginning. This is the matchup I didn't want to see. Well, Jordan Love does have 21 touchdown passes to one pick in his last nine games. Oh, my so goodness. He's coming in on a, on a, uh, on a In his last nine heater. games? He's coming in on a heater. Man. I, I hate to say this, but I'm going to go ahead and just throw it out there now. I Don't know do it. The game is when? Saturday? Saturday night. Don't they, do it. They're going to drub the Packers. Drub. I, I, I just I, I can't it. see. They are going to absolutely <laughs> This is, this is a reverse jinx. I can't see it happening any other way. Way. All right, we got to get to break. Uh, we do got some Padre news on the other side of this. That Ha Sung Kim trade is talk is still said to be getting louder. Can still? you hear it? If you want to hear it louder, maybe we talk about it on the other side. We're going to Chris on the way. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink think what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. First, there was Usuk Go. And now the Padres apparently have another player whose name nobody can pronounce. Uh, welcome back to Gwen and Chris. 224 is the time. Happy Tuesday to you. Hope you had a good Holiday weekend, Chris Ella, Tony Gwynn Jr., Matt Scraby from the Odyssey Palace Studios. Padres may not be good next year. I think they're still going to be, but a lot of people are concerned about how good they're going to be next year, Tony. But I think in 2028, they're set. They keep getting all of these young international prospects. Ethan Salas last year, now 17-year-old Leo Dallas, DeVries, or DeVries, or Leo Dallas, or Leo Dallas DeVries, however you want to pronounce it. Outfielder, 17 years old, number one international prospect, second year in a row that the Padres get that. Yeah, so, like I, mean, I said, in four or five years, look out. Or certainly. hopefully sooner. Well, I mean, this, this you know, you have to, um, as you're building up the big league squad, you have to be able to keep pace with your minor league squad, which is or your minor leaguers, which is something I think over the past couple has been a little bit harder, right? The Padres have had the big league talent. Have they been able to pull up the likes of one of these, you know, higher prospects? Hadn't been the case over the past couple of seasons, uh, but that's going to be uh, dependent on this season. And getting a guy like DeVry or DeVry. Oh, DeVry now yeah, is well, a possibility. I, I haven't heard the S mentioned. I think mentioned. that's a university. Yeah. DeVry. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> I haven't heard the S uh, pronounced in any uh, enunciation that I've heard, pronunciation that I've heard. So um, either way, sounds like the, the kid is a, a, a pretty good prospect. Padres have had some success drafting these guys. And yeah. it was hopefully he can turn into everything they think he's going to be because – um, for a long-term long-term health of your organization, the minor league system has to be you know have have some of these have a lot of these guys. You know, that's have, a good thing. It's a good thing. Uh, probably not going to be able to help in the outfield this year. No, and that's what they need still is help in the outfield this year. And to that end, the uh, the whispers about Hassan Kim being <laughs> traded continue to get louder and louder. Bob Nightingale is now in on this. Oh, and as soon as Bob Nightingale jumps in, yeah, I know, but he's serious now. He was he was messing around before. Uh, I don't know. There's no rumored teams. It's just that everybody thinks this is what the Padres must do real, to avoid having to pay him a huge contract and free agency and to try and fill the holes they have now. Real quick, before I go on to that, just to clarify, DeVry is right now a shortstop. Will he, will he stick there? That is that is the question. We'll we'll see. Everybody seems to start as a shortstop. Yeah, that, right? that, is, that is the point. You get the best athlete on the field. Right. Easier to move around. Yeah. Uh, in terms of Hassan Kim, yeah, I mean, Hassan, to his credit, has boosted his value in a way that if he puts up another season in which he did this year, 
or last year, you're going to owe him. You know, it's going to be a healthy jump in pay. And, you know, with the Padres seemingly under some type of uh, financial um, constraint a little bit, um, they may have to go this route in the same way but less than it was for, you know, moving Juan Soto to get pieces that they absolutely need. They're still, uh, if you look at the roster right now, you would, I think most people would say that they're still short uh, in a couple areas. Yeah. And so how are you going to get that? It doesn't seem like free agency is um, is an option. So that leaves you with the, you know, really the tra- your minor league system or the trade market. And, who now has the most value that you actually could give up? I've said it for a while. Hassan Kim has the most value of any Padre that could be moved. He holds more value this season, though, with how much he's being paid. That's why I think you can't trade him because you can't find someone who's like him for $8 million. just doesn't happen. Well, if you can trade him and get uh, you know a few things... But are they major league ready? Are they ready to that? To uh, listen, I don't contribute? know. I, I, I'm not uh, in the seat in order to uh, have to make that move. But that is, you know, the maneuver that you're trying. If in case, if indeed they want to move them, they may just go into the season and see how play two fall. outfielders like softball: <laughs> one in right center, one in left center. <laughs> Give it your best Fernando shot. Fernando is fast enough to do that. No, he's not. There's no man. I fast hate to enough. tell you, he's not fast <laughs> enough to do that. So. They're going to get it. The, the, the question is, is the outfielder coming from the minor league system? Is it going to come from trade? Is it going to come via, uh, you know, free agency on the on the kind of smaller area, you know, in terms of money? You, you, the, the smaller bracket, I guess, the, 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 the amount that you can actually afford in there. Is there a guy that you could plug in, in at that point? I don't know who it is at the moment, but there's still some names out there. But it seems like all of them are too expensive discounts, yeah, I and I don't, I don't see think, that happening. I don't think anybody's taking a discount. So. Not not yet. Right. Not yet. Well, and that's also why you, you see these deals happen after spring training starts, after you know you start getting into games because you know maybe you guys soften their stance at that point in terms of what they're asking for. Well, I I mean if you're Hassan Kim and you see your friend. Uh, Jung Ho Lee get 113 million dollars, and he hasn't even played one. I almost said snap one inning of Major League Baseball. You gotta think, man, I'm gonna get more than that because I'm a proven commodity in Major League Baseball. Yeah, he, he paved the way. <laughs> I mean, really, he, he he made teams comfortable. You know, watching the success that that he had, and and really the quickness. If you think about it, how how and and how he got better. Yeah. Uh, one comment on our stream. If you want to watch us on YouTube, you can. Just go to YouTube, type in 97.3 The Fan, and subscribe, and then watch all of our shows. But they say Jeter11 is the name. Only trade I take for Kim is Dylan Cease. Straight up? Well, I don't think straight up, but like he has was... to be a part of the return. Okay. I would take Dylan Cease, but I don't know that he's going to be what they need right that, now. That's what I'm saying. Is, I mean, that's that's not enough for them. They a, don't need. I mean, they they'd love to have Dylan Cease, Cease yeah, but they, he can't play outfield. Right. No. You better get an outfielder back in return for Hassan Kim right now. At least I think. Yeah, someone that's going to help right away. Yeah. This this is a. I wouldn't say it's a tightrope, but you, there there are moves still to be made. 
um, with less. Oh, Scraby, you just got like an, an epiphany. There, Adam just like. sent us an email on the pronunciation. We have the official pronunciation, it and it's Leo Dallas DeVries, like breeze with an S with a D E in front of it. So DeVries, DeVries, there it is, DeVries. Boom. Almost think that's what I said at the beginning, but I think you did. I, think I, think I just did. got a lucky I, dart shot there. I didn't really know. I think you did say that at the beginning, actually. Yeah. All right. Uh, we have made it through a half an hour of the show without neither Tony nor I complaining bitterly about the Associated Press leaving the Aztecs out of the college basketball poll. Good job, guys. Yeah. We did good our best. by us. Uh, I'm sure we'll get to that at some point, but we got our good, bad, and ugly coming up in the next segment. Break down further these NFL playoffs. Miles Bird from the Aztecs basketball team will join us in the 3 o'clock hour, so stick around for that. Plenty more to come here between now and 6 o'clock on 97.3 The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Well, to no surprise, after a tough loss against a good New Mexico basketball team. Pretty good team, yeah. The Aztecs fall out of the top 25. Yeah. As uh, I said, no surprise. No, but, we, uh, we called it. It's, it's still, it's still uh, irritating as hell. Infuriating. Yeah. The, uh, the Colorado State... Finished just outside, just ahead of San Diego State. Uh, 169 votes, 153 votes. There are only other two with uh, 100-plus votes. Nonetheless, all you need this, to know it's predictable. All you need to know is that Oklahoma lost two games last week and fell five spots. They went from 10 to 15. The Aztecs lost one game at New Mexico, arguably one of the hardest places to play in the entire nation, one game. Fell eight spots. Colorado State's fell nine. Uh, Kansas, I'm sorry, was it Kansas? No. University of Houston went from number two to number five after an 0-2 week. Yeah. They fell only three spots. And that's, it, it is so the, – the lack of respect for the entire Mountain West is just mind-boggling. And I, 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 I'll tell you what, if Purdue – or Kansas, UConn even. UConn's the only one that scares me because they always seem to beat us out here. But you send any of those teams into the pit and get a referee crew huh. that is scared to blow their whistle. <laughs> and, I mean, look, the Aztecs need Jaden Ladee to get to the free throw line, and they just would not call anything in that game. Mark Ziegler had a huge story. And you know me, Tony, I never blame the refs. Yep. 
And the Aztecs shouldn't blame the refs because they missed a lot of shots and they didn't play their best game. But when the ball is going inside to Ladie and he's getting hacked, you got to blow the whistle. But they were scared. They were absolutely scared. And and, and Mark Ziegler detailed that the three guys working that game on Eric Saturday. Curry? Eric Curry in there? No, he wasn't okay. there. They were, they, I'll tell you what, Eric Curry would have been an upgrade. <laughs> wow. He would have been an upgrade. The three guys there were three of the lowest rated refs on the West Coast. I, All I, three of them. Now, usually if you have one low rated guy, you put a couple of other good guys with them. It just didn't happen on Saturday, and when you have bad refs, normally they're bad because they're scared to blow the whistle in a tough environment. Yeah, and that that conspired against the Aztecs as well. Miles so. Miles Bird, who was joining, I saw him at one point. He got called for a foul in the second half. Yeah, saw him walk up to uh, the referee, and he was he, he wasn't like, hey, he wasn't like. Being super, but it was within the the confines of a of a player asking a question. question. It might have been asked a little sternly, and I and I could no no he didn't get teed. Oh, he didn't get. But teed. I I saw the ref basically tell him to walk away from him, wow. and then he moved on. Well, and then Jalen House. All right, Jalen House is already a guy that Aztec fans love to hate. Yeah, and if you didn't hate him before, and you watch that game Saturday. You hate him now because every time he made a shot, he went over to the Aztec bench basically and rubbed their face in it. And a couple of times he got right into the bench. That is a technical foul. You are not allowed in this day and age. In this day, and I don't want to sound like a you know wimpy guy. Oh, he was taunting, and I didn't like it. No, it's a it's a technical foul. They don't want that kind of behavior in college basketball or the NBA for that matter. But these refs didn't have the gumption to call it. So he kept acting the fool after every basket he made. And I just, if karma comes around, Jalen Howe's going to shoot one for 20 when he comes to Viejas Arena. And the crowd is going to love every minute of it. He he seems to play well against the Aztecs. And he plays well at home. Yeah, I mean... He was good the other day. I can't knock that. He was good. You had House, you had Mashburn, who had a horrible first half. He got going in the second half. I mean, top in play. They they have... But my point is, they have a good squad. Yes, Uh, they uh, do. The Aztecs going on the road... And losing there, no shame. Should not be a, an eight point drop. It shouldn't be. Infuriating, Tony. Infuriating. I digress. All right. Uh, no, you can't. That wasn't a digress. That was I, I, where we needed to go. I, I just it it's it was predictable, but it's still maddening none, nonetheless. Good call. When, when when you get to this point, all right. We got a GBU to get to the good, bad, and the ugly. And uh, I'll let Chris Ello take over from here. Here we go into the uh, wild card round of the playoffs. The good, the bad, the ugly. And there was no doubt that C.J. Stroud was good, man. I mean, he was great. Yeah. He dazzled in his playoff debut. He was uh, as good as any rookie quarterback has ever been in their playoff debut, dissecting the Cleveland Browns. C.J. fakes the gift, steps out to his right. He's got a lot of time, and he throws deep, and he wants Dalton Schultz. Has him! Rock and roll! Touchdown, Houston! Yeah, C.J. Stroud was on the... on the Just perfect, my yeah. goodness. Uh, three touchdown passes, uh, 274 yards. Quarterback rating, one point shy of a perfect game for C.J. Stroud in his first ever playoff game. Can he do it again in Baltimore this week? 
Doesn't seem as likely. He but di- it was an impressive win by the Texans nonetheless. Diced up uh, the number one defense yeah. in the league. But Cleveland was much like Miami in the sense that their defense was very good at home and very mediocre on the road yeah. all year. And it showed up that way on Saturday. Also good, you got to feel for the Detroit Lions. They finally won a playoff game. It took 32 years. It's only their second playoff win in 65 years. They hung on to beat the Los Angeles Rams Sunday night. And uh, Goff got the just slightly enough better than Matthew Stafford. Jamar Gibbs, Jameer Gibbs helped out. Jared leans in. There's the snap. Fakes the give. Nope, gave it to Gibbs. Straight up the yes, gut sir. to the end zone. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. Oh, baby, Jared handing it off. Gibbs taking it home. And the Lions are up 13-3. to If I'm a play-by-play guy, I want to just... I, I, I'm so annoyed at myself. Because that's a touchdown call, and I boxed it up. Um, Here's the give. No, he doesn't give. Wait, he did give it to him. Wait, it's not. Wait, wait, it's a fumble. He ran. He's going. Yeah, you don't want to do that on a touchdown call. What did you guys think of Sean McVay punting it with four minutes to go? I felt like that was always the wrong I didn't like it after the, the game answer. was over. Well, I thought it was the right call. When but really, I did too I did. because the Lions were scared to death, they backed had, up. They hadn't done anything. No, they needed two first downs half. to yeah. end that game and give them credit for getting those two first downs. I, I, I will say, but uh, uh, yeah, I was. What was I going to say? I forgot. Jeff Goff didn't oh, show up. No, I was going to say that the end of that game was a reminder of why we love sports. I mean, there was real tears of people yes. in the people seats. People in the stands were crying. Crying. Yeah. Like, it's a reminder. Like, I, I know it's porn. a game, but these folks have been deprived of a moment like this for so long. Most of them hadn't had it in their lifetime. In their lifetime. <laughs> right. So, yeah. And, and they, you could, you, I it's a reminder. Them. I it's felt a reminder. Them. Yeah. 24-23. Lions hold off the Rams. Into bad we go. And there was nothing worse than the Cowboys' performance at Jerry World on Sunday. Embarrassed. Blown off the field. They were down 27 nothing to the Packers, who became the first number 7 seed ever to win a playoff game. Here's the snap. Jordan Love looks downfield, throws off the back foot to the end zone. Yeah, the yes, yes, yes. touchdown! Don Tavian Wicks on the post, and the Packers lead it 20 to nothing. That that was the Aaron Rodgers throw. That right was there. the per- yeah, I was <laughs> just going to say the same thing. That was Aaron Rodgers. He had a guy right in his face. He leaned back, dart right down the heart of the Dallas Cowboys. And then, and then I mean, Prescott comes out and throws the easiest pick six you ever want. And that's that's all she wrote. It was a wrap. That was a wrap. I found it to be hilarious that J.R. Alexander was so prominent on the defensive side. He after, almost had a pick six too <laughs> after being like yeah. suspended for just the dumbest thing possible, and then having that type of game. That was that was pretty sweet. One last thing: Did you watch? And I never watched this, but it was as I was fast forwarding through, I saw Jimmy Johnson. And his histrionics, I had to stop and pause and watch it. So it was his on, halftime it, speech was hilarious. It was, and the, he wanted to swear in every and way, he and he could, just couldn't he do could. it. It was, it was the the sound was off, but I saw it and I didn't put it together. He went then, crazy, and then like ten minutes later, I was going through social media and you're seeing it like pop up everywhere. I was like, yeah. oh, Jerry. I mean, uh, what did I miss? T- 
Jimmy Johnson, Jimmy Johnson they, went they off. They asked him, what would you say to you, the Cowboys, at halftime? Oh. And he said, well, first of all, I can't say what I'd really say to him at halftime. <laughs> it was like it was coming from the heart. For but sure. it was what like, saying. you guys. Get in there! Is it worth? I'm gonna look. Oh, oh my gosh! <laughs> that was like that. I'm gonna look it up because uh, I can't believe I missed this. Oh yeah. wow! First thing that comes up. <laughs> yeah. All right, here we go. Oh man, his face is angry. Yeah, he but was... I'll just say this: every single one of you, you know how hard we've worked. I don't need to have people pointing the fingers one thing or another. You get your rear end in there and you play the way you know how to play. We can win the game. We're gonna open it up. We're going to go fast tempo. Defense, get after Jordan Love. You can't give him that much time. You do what you're supposed to do. We'll win this game. Dave Strahan is like next to him, ready to come out of his suit to go yeah. in the game. The problem with that speech is the Green Bay Packers didn't hear it. No, they, they, they came. They, they came it. right out of the locker room and went down the field and scored again. Shoot, right, just just like that. Scored again. Also bad, and I felt for them was the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, they look like a number seven seed. They looked overmatched by the Buffalo Bills, and yet Mike Tomlin miraculously had them down by only one touchdown in the fourth quarter of this game. One Josh Allen mistake could have turned it around, but on this day, Josh Allen would not make mistakes. Here's the snap. Blitz coming. Allen steps up in the pocket, going to take off and run. Has the first down and more. To the 40, to the 35, 30, breaks away. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Josh Allen. Yes, Josh, you just schooled them with their back turned. Uh, he went 52 yards. You just schooled and them with court- their- <laughs> Yeah, it was a bad call. Quarterbacks <laughs> everywhere are not going to like this, Tony. I'm going to say it anyway. The NFL has to consider altering the penalty for hitting a quarterback when they're running in the open field. Patrick Mahomes ran one down to the one-yard line the other night. The Dolphin player touched him like it was flag football. He was so scared to tackle him because he didn't know if he was going to slide. The same thing to me happened on that play with Josh Allen. He took a step, hesitated as if he might slide. Pittsburgh pulled back, and he ran for the touchdown. It's the Kenny Pickett rule. That's something wrong with that. I... I don't know exactly how you do it, but when quarterbacks like this take off in the open field, nobody wants to touch them, and they keep running. It, it seems like the NFL has made the decision that they're going to err on the side I of caution. I guess you're right. But, yeah, so every quarterback's right. just got to take advantage you, of it. You're right. But listen, in, in that case, you have to start. the defenses start having to ask themselves, is it better to take this 15-yard penalty and just make sure he's down? Yeah. Or is it I let him run to the end zone and that's the end result? Well, college like, had to make a rule about this last year because Kenny Pickett did this in a bowl game, I believe, and he, right. or a conference championship game, and he faked to go down and then he kept running. Yeah. But they put in the rule that once you go for the slide, it's done. Well, da- the NFL done. Yeah, but I don't think anybody <laughs> faked it. It just was so close and it was there was like a yeah. hair split whether you should that's tackle true. him or let him go. Yeah. The Miami guy, honestly, he looked like he was trying to pull his flag. And I'm I don't, like, that's I don't not going to work. Him. I don't blame him. That's not going to work. All right, into the ugly category. And speaking of Miami, the Dolphins' offense was uh, in the spotlight all season long. It was put into the deep freeze by the weather and the Kansas City defense on Saturday night. The Chiefs really got all they needed on the first drive of the game. Clyde Edwards Hilaire is in the game now at running back. They fake to him. Mahomes throws right side. Top Rice at the five. England right. Touchdown, Kansas City. Rookie Rushy Rice, his first postseason touchdown. 
I got to say, the Miami defense, which had all the injuries, they hung in there as well as they could. They gave up four field goals. They kept Miami around in the game until the fourth quarter. But this was just on the offense. And I thought Mike McDaniel, I'd give him about a D- minus for his game plan. Was it the 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 million wide receiver screens? Yes! <laughs> Throw the ball down the field! You've got all the speed. You've got all of these guys. At least make them defend it. I thought their offensive game plan was horrible. So. I, I'm surprised you didn't give him an F because every time I'm like, wait, watch. He's going to try to throw a wide receiver screen right here. Yeah. And the, the, the Chiefs are ready for it every time. Every time. I, I, I agree. I thought the... I thought the Dolphins' defense hung in there. But on the flip side of that, I thought that's as good as the Chiefs' offense had looked in quite some time. Like, guys, I mean, there were still some drop balls, which I think we have just uh, grown accustomed to. Right. But they actually were able to move the ball up and down the field. Now, Dolphins did their thing. They bend but didn't break a lot of those times. You mentioned the four field goals. But for the, for the Chiefs advancing, they have to feel pretty good about the way they actually got to move the ball. They better convert some of those to touchdowns against Buffalo. And uh, one last thing, Miami threw one deep pass in the game. Touchdown. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I don't understand that. Mike McDaniel, go back to school. I, <laughs> I feel for you, Please. Chris, because... Yeah, I was le- yelling at the phone, you know, because that's where I had oh, to watch okay. the game, streaming. Well, by the way, streaming is the new wave of the future. After oh, those no numbers. kidding. Could, you, could we just have not had 23 million people uh, sign up for that? They're fudging <laughs> the numbers, Chris, because they're also... Ca- they're not counting just streaming. They're counting people who watched on TV and people... It's, it's it a was, whole mess. Yeah, I but know. I felt for Chris the entire time because the Dolphins had opportunities, but when Tua threw that interception, I knew it was over. It was not a good night at all. Uh, Not a good night for the Eagles last night. They finish out our ugly category. The collapse complete. The Eagles go from 10-1 to a team that couldn't even convert their famous tush push. What? That's when you knew it was a wrap. That's (laughs) when you knew it was like, Like oh, it's over. Not going to happen. Buccaneers found some offense thanks to Baker Mayfield. Here comes pressure. Baker Mayfield steps up, goes away. It's a caught ball. Inside the 30, outside the numbers. David Moore to the 20. David Moore to the 15. Moore still on his feet to the 5. To the 3. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Fire the carriage. Bucks lead 9 to nothing. Yeah, the Eagles missed at least 13 tackles in that game as well. Their secondary was like playing yeah. two-hand touch like the Miami uh, linebacker they, against Mahomes. They had Ray Lewis beside himself watching oh, that was game. He, he was on uh, Peyton. Hit somebody. He was, he was on with the Mannings, and one of, it was right during a, I don't know if it was a punt return, kick return. Somebody was running down the sideline, and he was just losing his mind about the angles and the lack of tackling. The Eagles looked really, really bad. I don't know. Who do, who looked the worst this weekend? Would you give the Cowboys the nod? The Eagles? Browns? Dolphins? The Cowboys looked the worst, but the Eagles weren't far behind. I expected the Dolphins to look the way they did yeah. under the circumstances they were, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Who looked the best this weekend? Got to be the Pack. Texans? Packers? Gotta be the Packers. Ah, I hate to give the Packers a nod, but they're probably going to be the best looking team. All right. We'll see which team has it in the divisional round coming up this weekend. Four solid favorites. Can any of the road teams win? We'll get into that as we go along. But coming up next, the 3 o'clock hour starts with our daily gambit. Tony, throw us. Sorry. (laughs) More Gwyn and Chris on the way. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 